Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 18, Episode 1, The Disclosure Event. <laughs> That time I took my pants off in front of Steve's 12-year-old nephew. As he, because he dissed your clothes. Right. (laughs) And then I disclosed myself. I'm the dice man, and I dice clothes. Cho. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like a big waste of fabric. (laughs) What are you, Fabrica? He's half a fab. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, that the other day. The old half a uh, <laughs> turn. That's, that is, that's my favorite, I think, uh, from back in the, the Artie Lang days of Howard Stern, because he can yeah. say that quite a bit. Well, he would quote his old Guido right. friend family and say Because <laughs> <laughs> you could also, there's a lot of other halves, you know, a mentally disabled, uh, half. Uh, mass. Uh, my wife. Yes. Half my wife. Uh, yeah, I'm half a fab, Rick, and, <laughs> and then the other half is my wife. I'm fab. This is my friend, Rick. Yes. <laughs> that could be uh, a, a, a bar, Fab Ricks. Yeah, there we go. Fab Ricks, and especially, I mean, half a gay bar, basically. Exactly. <laughs> this half's gay, and so is the other half. Yeah. <laughs> great (laughs) well welcome back um i got speaking of gay bars i got hung up uh with lots of tasking today so no stream tonight but you already know that because this is just going on to the feed so sorry about that but uh yeah we are back with uh with pride we are back for pride month uh because you know in the probing ancient aliens verse Every month is uh, LGBTQ plus Pride Month. So uh, we're always celebrating. We're always resisting the urge um, to, you know, record, say, promote um, anti-LGBTQ slurs uh, because those are always in our head. We're always trying to resist that. And it's because uh, it's always Pride Month in our hearts. So, But it's always on the tip of our tongues. Uh, like with our half a fab um, conversation we just had. So happy uh, uh, November Pride Month, everyone listening here. Um, but uh, yeah, we're back uh, not on Twitch TV. Oh my God. Not on Twitch.tv slash Aliens tonight, uh, where we usually stream every Monday night around 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, but we usually are. So uh, you can chat with us while we record there. Uh, you can... Uh, you know, you can give us free money by uh, becoming a Twitch Prime member by going into your Amazon Prime and linking it to your Twitch account. And then every month you could subscribe to us as a Twitch Prime member. You get one free Prime subscription and it gives us one sub. A few Dolores. Uh, uh, you can support the show over at patreon.com slash probing for two exclusive podcasts every month for only the $5 tier or higher if you would like to go higher. If you'd like to get higher and higher like the Statue of Liberty 
in Ghostbusters. In the positive energy goop. Yes. Um, why am I dripping this goo? Because you're in a Janosch. <laughs> we thought you signed the contract uh, <laughs> of a sound mind. <laughs> hey, this is the ba- basement of fabrics. You know what you're getting into, okay? <laughs> I don't act like you didn't pay for it because you said I'm only that for pay. So <laughs> this Peter North is fine, <laughs> strong, and voluminous. <laughs> These ropes are like the ones my uncle used to make on the ships. <laughs> if I dress up like a baby, <laughs> would I have this porn star? <laughs> <laughs> would you change my diaper? <laughs> Yes, it shall be done. Fantasy. Sure, whatever, freak. Fantasy for me and <laughs> and edge sesh for you. Oh, loving. Give me all you said it. You said it like uh, Han Solo. <laughs> all of it. I know. I love you. <laughs> That's fabrics on solo. I right. know. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I don't love. Other, I, I am not getting in that smelly thing. thing. <laughs> I don't care what you smell. Get in there. <laughs> All the dumb. Do you remember that? Like early internet. It was like top 10 most inappropriate things said in star wars and it was all the like oh, yeah. <laughs> out of context like because he's like yelling at chewbacca he's like i don't care what you smell just get in there and he's like like big furry something and <laughs> just all the dumb <laughs> out of context yeah. inappropriateness uh speaking of star wars are you watching Andor at all we watched the first few and then not because it was bad in any way, just kind of fell off, started watching other stuff. So it's a, it's definitely, I think, it, I think overall, as I think we're on the newest episode is 11 and we caught up with it. Uh, I think that it is a better show to wait till they're all out. So you can watch right um, in a weekend or two or something, but um, it is in terms of quality, it's like a fucking a, you know, but the pacing is it's weird. Like I'm not, it, it seems like there were two seasons of this show, uh, like two shorter seasons and they mash them into one. I think it's going to be a 12 episode arc. Oh, okay. Season finale. I could be wrong. If it's longer, that's crazy, but uh, it's uh it's yeah. Something climactic happens halfway through. And then the next few episodes, you're like, this is it's going to keep going in this way. It's kind of weird, but it's not like it's bad. It's just and it's and it's and it's interesting, too. It's just like uh, and I, I guess overall, I appreciate that because it's not just about, you know, Jedis and and, you know, dog fights and stuff like that all the time. Uh, uh, dog fights with spaceships, not actual dog fighting ring right. or something like that exists. Michael but, Vick is out there in the universe. <laughs> I know I was trying to think Michael Vick and I kept thinking like Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, he's deep in it too. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely these, like, I feel like only that first season of the Mandalorian had like almost perfect pacing to it. Mm -hmm. It was just like every episode you were like, Oh, I want more. There's enough happening. Yeah. That not every episode was a home run, but enough to be like, okay, that was at least satisfying. And then the, the good ones were really good. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and Andor, yeah. Andor is like, I mean, fucking, 
like Emmy award winning TV that happens to be in Star Wars, which is cool. I mean, some of it, I think it, it's a little overrated. Like some of the, you know, people are like the constant headline you see is, you know, uh, st- you know, the, the only bad thing about Star or about Andor is that not enough people are watching this perfect show. And I'm like, right. perfect. Like, I, I mean, it's not a spoiler either, but like, uh, after that halfway point, even almost during it, like with the, this big climactic kind of story point, uh, Cassian Andor becomes almost just a proxy for us. He becomes like an everyman, which he's a pretty rich character, like the first six episodes. And then he, and and I, what I mean is that he has like almost no lines for like four episodes straight, or there's very few. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's very weird for like a very dialogue heavy show. It's very strange. Uh, that they just kind of almost cut like they show him a lot he's making a lot i mean he's, he's acting he's doing a lot of stuff but it's just like it's very weird that uh uh he becomes this like he's a proxy for what could happen to anyone uh during this you know empire crazy time whatever yeah you know whatever the rebellion forming thing right so um but uh yeah good show but yeah i would definitely wait till till it's uh done because otherwise you probably it would be understandable if you fell off of it again <laughs> right if you kind of keep dipping in and out yeah but it's definitely worth watching if you could just watch it all as like a big kind of movie or something so um but the, I'm, I'm curious as to what I'm, I'm also curious as to like why why make cassian andor 12 or more episodes but then like the book of boba fett which i hated was only six you know what i mean like it's like weird it's like right. a, it's like a bit i i you know, six to nine episodes, that's a kind of a negligible difference, you know, but uh, to be have it be double like. Well, because Boba Fett was just I mean, not that Andor can go on forever, but. Um, All right. Well, yeah. that, <laughs> if that's I'm now the king and I have to figure out how to be a king instead of a chancellor or whatever the hell I was. Everyone I'm the king of Star Wars now. <laughs> what? What Star Wars? <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for the middle. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, I don't know. We maybe we'll cover it when you finish it, but uh, it would also be, yeah, a, those are always good peaks. Um, kind of like this episode of, of ancient aliens. It was, it's also just a big difference because it's not, um, a little more action focused, like uh, the secret of skinwalker ranch that we covered for the last year or so. I See, forgot how much it was just like, it's literally just people talking the whole time. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah. Cause they're not going anywhere, doing anything. And this kind of what we talked about before was there's just nothing to always go do. Exactly. Yeah. Even if COVID wasn't a thing, it's like, you can only go to the same pyramid and site so many times. Right. It's dependent on the news, which this episode was just a big, news recap basically um but uh, let's do a little housekeeping uh uh, as i said before if you want uh, uh, a couple more podcasts from from yours truly and theirs and his truly over there steve uh every month we do uh probing deeper where we probe a few knuckles deeper into various subjects uh the latest episode was um the mo covering the 2022 documentary the moment of contact about the uh the infamous 1996 virginia um ufo event which involved 
at least a couple actual alien beings, like extraterrestrial yeah. beings. A modern day ish Roswell, they call it. Exactly. Yes. Uh, a Roswell, but with huge bubble butt, uh, very passable transgendered women. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, all bro. toured by fabrics on yeah. international destinations i mean the whole production was sponsored by fabrics you know so exactly uh, opening their newest rio de janeiro location <laughs> uh. <laughs> rio deja vu uh can't remember it feels familiar <laughs> uh i got a real case of deja vu here <laughs> um and then uh, the other podcast that we do every month over at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens is Adventurous Ghosts, which is our podcast very similar to this one, but about the Travel Channel's muy populero ghost adventures. Uh, we are on, I think we just started season five uh, on uh, over at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens. So um, we're still in the Nick Groff seasons. Uh, we have Mohawked. Uh, Billy Tully being kind of st- a side, a consistent side character now as their audio yeah. and future regular member of the show. And and eventually when we get there to where, you know, he's a regular with Jay and Nick Groff is no longer on the show, uh, who I, I think he is the best Ghost Adventure crew member overall. But um, uh, but we'll we'll get to that when we come to it in like four years because we have <laughs> an episode a month. So. Uh, but yeah, you can hear um, examples of both those podcasts on the podcast feed that you're listening to now. If you go back in time on the feed, not in real life, because Michio Kaku says it's impossible. Uh, but yeah, go back and look for the Patreon peak episodes where you get a little peek at our Patreon content. Uh, make sure and head over to blackholesupplycompany.com for Promo Engine Aliens merchandise, disc golf discs, disc golf apparel. Uh, and now there's a physical location inside Cape and Cow Collectibles at 9525 Garfield Avenue. <laughs> Lasagna Mondays, huh? Hmm. Sweet C2. Oh, it's sweet. Cotton Valley, California, uh, which is in the, the heart of Orange County, I guess, kind of. Uh, <laughs> what city is it? Anna, the heart of Orange County, physically and heart of Orange County uh, could be the city of Orange. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because Anaheim's like the biggest because it all it goes all the way to like almost Buena Park, right? Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I feel like that orangish, which is right by Santa Ana and all that, is heart related. I'm looking at a map here, and it's funny if you're going to the actual center center of Orange County, then it is technically Irvine, uh, of like the physical, uh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, right about right north of that is Orange and Santa Ana and Anaheim. So, um, West Coast elitism check for old Bo Bandy. At its finest. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, I actually added the, uh, the Twitch thing into the house because I had to kind of, you know, go back to the old. Right. Oh, yeah. Structure so, notes. Template for the notes and then, but make sure and add in the little tweaks I made for Hungry Foreskin Walker Ranch, which. Again, for the last year, you can listen to if you if you're if you're coming back and didn't listen to it uh, because you only like ancient aliens content. I would still go back and give it a listen. There's lots of alien shit on them on a uh, hungry for Skinwalker Ranch, but uh, uh, interested to hear about um, season four of that show and also the spinoff, uh, which is uh, Beyond Skinwalker. So I'm curious. Parts unknown. 
Um, but uh, we have a little segment called Reaching for the Stars uh, that we are not going to do tonight because none of you little prolapsternauts out there gave us a five-star rating. Nobody was a good little boy or girl and did their homework. Uh, but yeah, go on to... Because um, nothing uh, on CastBox either. Let me triple check. I doubt it, though. Uh, CastBox finally stopped giving me notifications because I, I haven't opened it in so long. So, uh, But yeah, go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and give us a five-star rating. Review us in the comments of that rating. You don't have to. You can just give us the five-star rating and bounce. That's great, too. But uh, uh, we'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out if you do. It helps us get found in search and the algorithms. It helps us get ranked um, in the charts and everything. Uh, and uh, it's just overall helpful for us. So, yeah, uh, give us those five-star ratings. Uh, subscribe to the show. Like the show. Tell your friends about the show. Um uh the the news section here is blank uh, because there is once again there's nothing uh nothing really stood out this past week Um, they all know the holidays are coming so the aliens kind of back off don't really you know churn up too much for the cycle because they just know they're going to get drummed out by all the deals the aliens are Christian as well. So exactly. So they honor Thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> and the true blackest of Fridays as their ships are the darkest of nights and cannot be seen. I was going to say peace be with Cyber Monday. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there is a, uh, an infinite vomit of news about uh, the James Webb telescope and new imagery and things like that, which is really cool. Um, so I would check that out, but yeah, nothing, nothing of note, uh, nothing interesting that we found other than more stars were found more exploding stars, more forming stars were found. Uh, but if I just talk about a picture, that's really boring. Um, we did talk briefly last week or the week before about how, which I, I keep seeing come up, which it it seems to be, which I'm kind of glad about. It seems to be taking over the whole simulation theory thing, which is, you know, it's not really there. There's there's a lot of interesting kind of evidence ish for that. But that that's like a very theoretical mathematical theory. Like that's more of just a straight up, you know, subjective theory. Yeah, more of a philo- philosophical. Exactly. Yeah. Philosophical theory. There we go. Uh, whereas the uh, the evidence, the now <clears throat> visual <laughs> evidence, uh, of energy that's coming out of black holes or like going through it. Um, yeah, the big, the big theory now is, uh, many things that were thought to be black holes and, you know, purely destructive and whatever are now thought of as possibly just wormholes since now we can see them better. And so some of the characteristics are more wormhole like now that the James Webb telescope can see some of them, uh, and they can measure some of the light and things coming out. And so, and then what we talked about a couple of weeks ago was the prevailing theory now is that. Uh, the Big Bang is simply our universe exploding from the collapse of another universe into a black hole, right? So it's like, it's like, it's almost like black holes are like a recycle. They're they're almost like the recycling center of matter, right. consciousness, light, you know, information, time. Yeah, everything will get dragged up in there at some point, mm-hmm. which doesn't really change the nature of like the Big Bang and the Big Crunch kind of thing it just kind of specifies it where it's like, Oh no, black holes of, if it's, if that's them, then we've been looking at them this whole time, you know? And so, uh, 
because uh, it is interesting that like yeah, there's an event horizon of gravity around it, and but it's some. But again, if it was infinite, they always it was interesting. Like when I learned what black holes were, I was like, oh, well, that sounds a lot like what they said the Big Bang was, where it was an infinitely small, dense point, right? And black holes are like pushing, compressing everything into this infinitely dense small point. So you would think, I guess on the other side where then, and it sounds silly, but they call them white holes. <laughs> would be, the big bang would be like a white hole. Oh yeah. Keep talking. That was fed from a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> big to small, my friend, big to small. <laughs> uh, we got to think big to small, but um, yeah, we don't have any Twitch folks tonight. We don't have any new patrons this month, but uh, so I guess I'm going to ask, how are you doing, Steve? How am I doing, Joey? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, this week and the current week I'm in, it's just... Because we're both in different weeks, right? We're ta- it's kind of like um, that movie uh, with Jim, Jim Caviezel uh, and De- Dennis Quaid where they can talk through the radio through time. Um, right. That movie. The Lake House. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, just getting ready for the old cyber weekend, cyber five. And now we've moved on to people saying cyber week, I think. Um, but yeah, with all the email and just prep and everything, you know, I'm all prep. Uh, <laughs> making really sure we're there's a lot of side effects of prep, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's hard for me to build these emails. A lot of stress. Uh, so yeah, just been working and grinding away there this weekend. Tried to, yeah, chillax as much as we could. Uh, went over to your home abode uh, and enjoyed a lovely dinner that you had catered and made some homemade guac. So that was all delicious and it was fun. Yes, just uh, hanging out with everyone, chatting and having a couple brewskis and keeping it nice and mellow. I was laughing even today about how, because uh, I was throwing away the, uh, the you know, completely gray brown guac that came from. Mm the restaurant um but i remember when i put the bullet there you're like that's the most guac i've ever seen <laughs> i mean it was a fruit bowl's worth of guacamole i was like what in the hell is going on here i was like <laughs> I, again kind of like pizza parties and stuff when it comes to guac everyone eats that shit and then it always runs out you know yeah. or, or people people are trepidatious with their portions because they're scared they're going to be the one that takes too yeah, many chumps chumps at all I just wanted to have enough for everyone. Yeah. There was food plentiful amongst all of us. Yes. I even, uh, I took some of them tortillas and the, uh, leftover El Pastor, Al Pastor, sorry. Uh, uh, and basically made, which is funny cause I didn't get them catered cause it's not really an option, but I made mulitas, which is like the, you know, yep. like a quesadilla sandwich, two tortillas instead of one folded over, but otherwise the same shit. But, um, made molitas because i had mozzarella cheese and this place actually uses mozzarella cheese instead of jack uh and specializes in molitas but you cannot get molitas catered i'm sure Ooh. i could have ordered you, know, yeah, you wouldn't really want those catered because yeah oh. they're better like hot like right right then and there yeah mm-hmm. but um yeah so uh we're gonna once we get a few more things in the house taken care of then we'll have the official the official party um and uh and maybe be like a no kids party because then right kind of stay late and go fucking nuts picnic will have to make general so for the entire event 
um, for my birthday, they were asking what uh, I wanted to eat. And I requested that they make their, um, I mean, it's all pastrami. It's technically smoked, but the smoked pastrami, because that was like the best pastrami oh, right. I've ever had or some of it. So um going to be doing that. So details to follow. We're not, we're probably going to be doing it the Friday or Saturday before because our birthday is in the middle 20. of the week or something. I don't know. It's something, some inconvenient. Um, yeah, because Christmas is on like a Sunday or Saturday. I think so. So, uh, yeah, I think we're doing our stuff like the weekend of the 16th or 17th before. So, right, right, right. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll be uh, cooking a little turkey dinner here. Nice. Um, How about you, Joe? How you doing? Um, bu- 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 fine. Um, yeah, we we just set up for the party. Cleaned cleaned a bunch. Not a bunch. I cleaned some because we uh, have a wonderful house housekeeper and who did a deep clean uh, just this past Wednesday. But um, yeah, st- uh, made sure and got all that in order. That was fun. Um, made sure the uh, the dogs were under control because one of our friends. Like three out of the four in the family are scared of dogs, but it went really well. They were very thankful for uh, how well everything went. Um, their daughter pet a dog for the first time in her entire life. So, uh, and I, I also I also have uh, uh, Dorsch Corner's youngest son to thank for that too, because he was kind of paired up encouraging. Yes, and uh, even though he was scared himself, but um, <laughs> uh, I also don't know if you heard that their uh, dog the the, Gar- the Gorner's dog Floyd who is a disgusting Chinese hairless crested dog um is now extremely obese because they started feeding him uh like the the really nice freeze dried food that's all real meat and vegetables and so he's obsessed with that but they just haven't been controlling his portions so um their daughter's well, and he him. doesn't have another dog to chase him around and exactly burn yeah. off the old calories yes you can only scream bark for so long and expect to get any exercise because that's all that dog does but uh god that dog and those guinea pigs <laughs> it's a disgusting your favorite <laughs> um but uh yeah had a really good um uh arma session on sunday oh i'm skipping over we went to the uh uh on sunday morning we went to uh the swedish festival which uh, that's put using that term loosely that was no finish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah she you know the many of the women were saying that as i was rubbing my my dick through my pants they're like no right no, no finish no, no finish I'm like, oh, <laughs> for the swedish festival come Anna. on come on where the fish at <laughs> um but uh it was within the beer garden at old world Huntington. oh beer. yeah and uh it was I think $5 a pop if I bought uh, tickets before, which I did. And I'm glad because if I would have spent that extra $10, I would have been very disappointed. Mm. Uh, it was it was just in the hall part, like inside. And it was yeah. mostly just a craft. And I know that a lot of these places are mostly just craft fairs. But uh, it was like food and this and performances and whatever. And it was literally just uh, a few sets of tables and endless little tchotchkes some of them were cool you know handmade things lots of gnomes um right big gnome theme but the food they were serving was like the shittiest version of everything they make at the old world market Mm. (laughs) it was like just the basic hot dogs with shitty buns 
Uh, and it's like, I was like, where's the fucking Swedish food? Like, it literally said it was going to have Swedish treats, Swedish food, whatever. Just um, fish. Yeah. It was like, well, they had a they had a salmon sandwich on a Kaiser roll. That and doesn't was, sound like a gummy red candy to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and then they did have glug, which is like uh, glug <sighs> wine, like wine. wine. Yeah, but uh, uh, it was highly spiced lady and then you the lady said uh, a little bowl of raisins and almonds like almonds uh and, and i was like oh do you classically put these in the wine she's like she's like yes she says my mother calls this christmas in a bottle um and uh, you know what i call that is fucked <laughs> up what kind of festival is this, is this lady she, doing at the end you get a little sweet treat at the bottom when it absorbs the wine i'm like okay <laughs> uh we yeah, took it turns a- back into a grape <laughs> we uh we took about five sips it wasn't bad but it was like so intensely spiced and fume it was just like it was just shitty quality wine you know yeah the, the few, like i would when i if i breathed in too much before drinking it would like make me choke so mm. um but um then they also had another <laughs> another better kind of uh christmas market in the main part of old world and old world is this if you look up pictures of old world it's a very strange little uh, shopping center slash apartment complex slash uh, German market deli and yeah, beer. it's a German themed shopping area. It's almost like Disneyland, where it's like fake cobblestone roads, fake like old timey street lights. All the facades are very Germanic. So if you've ever been to a Disneyland or you know a shitty fair that has like a German fun house, this place is like that. But then it's sad because yeah. There's a lot of old stores, which the German ones are the only ones that have lasted. But then they had like several Magic the Gathering and collectible shops going in and out of there. Just other weird things. And then, yeah, you can live if you buy a unit. You get the storefront plus the upstairs to live in. So a lot of those people's that's either where they live or they rent the upstairs out. And then there's like a weird apartment complex. Hotel Europa. (laughs) Is there? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's an eyesore of Huntington Beach. Like they're literally trying to get rid of that place all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's crazy because like I, I I legit like that place. Like I like that it exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a funky little place. Um, it 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 does. I mean, there is definitely the element of like, well, a I never knew that like so many Swedish people, like lots of Germanic people in Huntington. Um, and then it's funny because you get there is always the stereotype that a lot of people in Huntington or Orange County are you know like Germanic white power you know neo Nazi. Well, yeah, I mean Huntington Beach had a very real neo Nazi problem in the eighties and nineties, and I as I always call out uh, Orange County was once the head of the KKK. Yes, because so, it was all the old Southern farmers that lost the war that moved out and then settled Orange County. Right um because it was just orange groves for a very long time but uh the bread basket of los angeles um i guess it was fruit basket come on joe <laughs> the fabrics of los angeles <laughs> uh but uh but yeah the restaurant's always good the deli and market's very good and popular it's like yeah all of the shops around there which i almost never go around that the circle where there's you know i don't know 20 30 shops and stuff uh they're because they're ever changing like nothing ever seems to stay there more than two years i feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, remember that turkish coffee place that's now just like a right. place or something so 
Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just in, unless you're like a German based thing yeah. that like the actual people show up for it, you're going to really struggle to survive. Yes, you'd be much, you'd be much better just going into one of the endless mini malls that are in Orange County. Which are, I do think there is an, a collectible shop. This lady had it was called Kelly's and I think she did move down there or someone else involved with that store. Now that I think about it, and it's actually stayed a little while. Oh, OK. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, we ended up eating. Uh, at the beer garden, which was very good. Um, the indoor restaurant that you and, and Fat Matt and I would eat at is now the Christmas market of the deli, not the Christmas market of the Swedish festival thing. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, so it's like they've completely blocked out the windows. The stage is gone. Um, and so I don't know what they do with that the rest of the year, if it's always like a seasonal market side of things. But uh, uh, they basically added more seats to the beer garden as the restaurant part. Uh, so it's like all pretty much outside now, which I okay COVID thing. But um, anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was fun enough. Uh, and then yeah, I went back to Arma. We've been working through uh, the Italian uh, fencing masters uh, uh, Fiore della Berry's dagger section for a few months now. So uh, that's been super fun. Uh, Eric, uh, my stepdad, almost got his eye poked out by one of my other members. Uh, which was a little scary, but um, uh, other than that, lots of fun. And then, we'll poke your eye out. Yeah. And then, Speaking uh, of which, we did try and watch that uh, Christmas Story, the new movie, and got about 20 minutes in and ooh, turned it off. That's a, yeah, hard no for me. My mom, my one of my sisters, I think it was, uh, was uh, Laura, my oldest sister, who you can hear on uh, this very show a long time ago, Aliens and the Undead, I believe it's a season three or four episode, but um, she she is she's like she 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 thinks that I or people that cr- criticize things uh, shouldn't and that you should kind of like everything. <laughs> yeah, but why doesn't she go get a fucking vaccine? He says, what you say? <laughs> what'd you say? I said, why doesn't she go get a fucking vaccine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and she said, whenever you criticize something for, especially for legit reasons or not even being like that thing sucks, but you're like, oh, I don't really like the pacing in this or whatever. She always goes, well, could you do better yourself? And I was like, that's not how life works and how criticism works. Like, so next time we bring up why she doesn't have a shot, don't she can't say I'm being attacked. It's like, no, could you make a better one yourself then? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could you go develop a better vaccine yourself? Uh, But uh, yeah, she posted it on her family thread. And I was like, ugh. I immediately was like, that movie didn't need a sequel. There already was a shitty sequel that was terrible. It was like straight to video. It was okay. Well, yeah, there's the one, there's the one where it's like summertime, which I enjoyed, but I think there was like a Christmas theme too. Yeah. But it's based on a guy's books from like the way long ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, he wasn't intended to make this movie. Right. (laughs) But the dumb kid who's in it, I think is a famous producer and stuff. Yes. But it's like, you still didn't need to make this you can't remake a classic. Yes. Um, and because uh, this is like a sequel, right? That's like the, when he's an adult at this point and it's his own. It's Ralphie's. Right. Christmas. So like the original one takes place in like the 50s, 60s. And now it's like in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was 50s because he's a kid. And then, yeah, 70s now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So they posted that and I was like, no, that movie didn't need a sequel. Just let we can just let a classic be a classic. And that right. can be enough 
but people can't fucking they see those dollars those potential dollar signs even though these things almost never work out financially or critically at all and i was like nope not gonna watch. and then it was like that was like a month ago when she posted that and then my mom the other night like very seriously because they they were talking about it like the other end of the table and she's like are you gonna watch the the sequel to the Christmas Story, Joey? Like, like knowing I probably wasn't, and looking like she was almost about to cry because I didn't <laughs> like. Care. She didn't even. She didn't even say something like, "Oh, hey, we're all planning on coming over to my house and watching it. Do you want to come, like, or whatever?" Like, right. and I, like I want to come, but I say that, yeah, I want. <laughs> no, but the, I was just like, I was like, no, I'm not gonna watch. She was just like. As if she wrote the movie herself or contributed, right? I'm like, oh my or god! It was your guys's thing growing up. I know. She like, watched with you. <laughs> that was like one of many Christmas movies we watched, but that wasn't like even not our- the sequel, though. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> no, like you're, we're not going to recapture the fucking magic of <laughs> that we didn't have anyway because of this movie. <laughs> uh, the movie was usually watched in like separate rooms on TBS or whatever. Cause it was, you know, right. like in, on a marathon. Well, or we have a special moment. We're going to do a zoom with Pino and he's going to be in the other room streaming it and we'll be over here watching it. So it'll be like old times, like <laughs> we're together, but he's not, you know, <laughs> Hey Joe, you know, if, we, if I we live somewhere where it snowed, you got, you could make mint chip like by the yeah. fuck it'd be infinite. You know, you just, you'd never run out, you know, be millionaires. It'd be wild. Yeah. You know, you shoot your eye, you put a little mint chip on it, cure all. Okay. <laughs> it's a dirty job, but I've never seen that. <laughs> I don't know who's going to do it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was very straight. I was very taken aback by, <laughs> by how pre sad and like just bummed, like in her heart of hearts, just bummed out that I didn't want to watch. Well, it's it. like when you sing bad at uh, birthdays on purpose. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, and some other things where you just don't take it serious, Joe. Um, I always try to be supportive with their Christmas concert because they sing in the choir and stuff like that. And even when everyone else is talking shit and then she, I'm always the one that after the Christmas concert, she'll say like, so were you able to stand it? You know, the whole, t-? and I'm like, I'm just, I'm literally just sitting there listening. Like I'm not like, you know, but, uh, that's, that's cause I'm the boy, the only boy in the family. And I'm the only one that has opinions and doesn't end every text with ha ha or LOL to, you know, but that so that seems mean when I just say things, you know. They think I'm mad, but uh, I'm mad. I tell you, mad for Fabrics Tuesday See. night. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the stars of Probing will be here, <laughs> doing a hiatus from their Saturday parking lot shows outside of Cape and Count Collectible. <laughs> it's Taint Tuesdays every year at Fabrics. <laughs> Uh, and who better than the boy? Now I'm like a 1930s. Who better than the boy from Probing Ancient Aliens? <laughs> they <laughs> do sure. things for pay, so just give them a buck and you'll see what they'll do. You know, you could have rhymed that with some other stuff, of course, but I wouldn't be on the radio. <laughs> Censorship, my boy. The biggest paycheck killer. Uh, but uh, yeah, overall was fine. I'm excited. We're hosting Thanksgiving at our new home for the first time ever uh to which my mother was also initially passive aggressive and uh overly dramatic she said i'm again part of why we wanted to get the house we got was because it's a great entertaining space and everyone can gather and and not feel segregated uh you know at the blacks only drinking fountain no at the (laughs) they're not feeling segregated by too many walls or things like that so i'm like hey Let's have Thanksgiving at my house this coming. This was like last summer, this past summer or something, you know. And she was like, "Oh, so you're finally taking it from me, huh?" 
And I was yeah. like, yes, I've been pl- I'm just dastardly planning this. Everyone for- knows your love of Thanksgiving, the food, the gravy. Yes, classically my <laughs> least ambiance. holiday. The inability to leave early. Right. <laughs> That's all and you've that, ever wanted. Yes. I mean, she's, she's excited because she does like my new house, but uh, of course... Uh, anyone else that has something nice in my family has to be met with uh, self-deprecation by them, even when they're trying to compliment you. So you can never just get a nice compliment or anything. So, uh, but I am looking forward to it now that all of that part of it's over. She's going to be here most of the day on Thursday, cooking it up, and I'll be helping out. So um, that should be fun. But uh, uh, part of why I was running late tonight was because uh, I didn't have time the next two days to cook my dog's food, which is like a three-hour process. So, And then work got out of hand, and then I had to do something else. And so the food wasn't going to be done, and then finally uh, got done around six so I could watch the episode. Um, speaking of the episode, what were your high-level thoughts here on uh, the season 18 premiere, which I believe was early 2022? <laughs> Uh, uh, the disclosure event. Uh, yeah. I mean, it kind of feels like not that ancient aliens was big, but it kind of is this like, okay, now all these like cool people are showing up to talk about it. It's like your little indie genre, whatever is now blown up and everyone's there. Right. So it's like having all the new freaks on the show. And almost like a different production value. Uh, it's like it just, Steve. It, yeah, <laughs> it just seemed different. Yeah, Power Twink, Ryan Sprague. Um, but yeah, it was just like this isn't the old. Like it's still fine, and uh, and obviously we'll keep watching and see how the the season plays out. But it was just like it was almost a little yeah, too polished. Paul Uliberry shows up as a talking. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just had this element of, again, things that we've all heard, but maybe again, because we're deeper in this world from people who've said it before, but now they're all coming together. Like ancient aliens is the new yeah. hub for again. And it's a disclosure episode. So that's why I want to see how more of these look and feel, but this was like, okay, now you guys are like the main TV show on a real channel ish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now this is the hub of like something that was kind of made fun of now is justified more serious and yeah. Yeah. Legitimate or legitimized or yeah. something, but yeah, you just have the core, but you have all these people. It's like, where were you guys 10 years ago? Exactly. <laughs> like, you probably hated this show and these people. Where the fuck were you? You fucking weird. <laughs> shit <laughs> but i know they've all been around all these things it just it just had that weird little vibe of i don't know something was a little off wasn't it was, wasn't the old classic hits yeah it was uh the look and feel of the show is like far more polished i mean it's not different it's just that like they it's like they gave the entire a nice gloss of yeah, production yeah, exactly yeah it's like the cameras are nicer the um the graphics are nicer except for that whole tic tac recreation thing which was really right but um the uh uh the set dressings are nicer it looks like almost like they're filming people in their homes now like they look more everyone's like in front of a a fucking stack of books or like something like that as opposed to 
all right, let's bang out these 70 episodes over a weekend in the same purple room and then we'll spread it across, you know, four seasons or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I I cracked up on sadly on the only the one or two appearances of Childress this episode. But he had like <laughs> he, had, he had a real slick suit on. He had uh like Pantene Pro V level like shiny gorgeous hair. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> uh like he had it you know had had it like i'm sure they all get a little bit of hair and makeup but like they truly had like a hair and makeup budget this right season. uh medallion man looks like he's in a fucking oh yeah he was not alcoholic academy like a formal night at, at starfleet you know academy yeah. suit on um almost a kung fu kind of thing too but like uh uh very future future boy uh looking future uh, uh linda looks identical yeah, she um, had almost a line on her mouth that looked yes. like a. <laughs> where literally was a the point where it's like, you want to see my, you know what, you don't, you want to know where how I got my scars? <laughs> <laughs> it's just growing and growing the crease. Yeah, uh, Sukalos. Everything also has kind of a not a shitty one, but like that softer. Even though it's yeah. high, like very high, to have that softer filter on it too. But mm-hmm. uh, Sukalos has arguably. It's calmer hair, but but it's it's weirder because it's almost becoming like a spiked mullet, like a short. Right, right. And his head swelling up like he's Brendan Fraser going into the the whale. (laughs) But he's not getting ready for a roll, unfortunately. Maybe some pork rolls or (laughs) buttered rolls. Not buttered rolls. I'm getting in just a minute here. Uh, That's what Crix calls her (laughs) 16-year-old friends. (laughs) Bhutan, wow. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this and and yeah, there's there's like politicos galore this episode. There's journalists, like real journalists galore this episode. Filmmakers, podcasters, like we said. Uh, so it seemed like, to your point, like it almost seemed like celebratory, but also, but at the same time, it was like a, it was more of like a we we told you so kind of thing, and. But it, but then it's weird because I looked back at the episodes we had covered. All of these exact stories, I think, except for the nine-page UFO report, which didn't exist yet when they when they were filming the episodes we were covering last year, because it was like June or July 2021. Uh, except for that report, everything on this episode, <laughs> as we've always said, is a recap, is a rehash. And it's all it's all new talking head moments and stuff. But uh, the top ten UFO encounters was one of last season's episodes. Like the the top ten alien artifact, like all this shit. Like there was even the fucking disclosure. There was like a, one or two other disclosure specific episodes in season seventeen. So, and it was all about a tip and Lou Elizondo and Bob Lazar and George Knapp and all. It's like so it's, it was very strange. Like the the visuals of the the improved visuals of the show made it seem like oh this is a new era for the ancient aliens show and we're more legitimate now but then it's not it's like it's just the same the same kind of i'm not going to say low quality information because at least this episode was because everything is pop culture and very recent they were able to say hey on this date this news article was released by these people hey here's here's fucking uh fucking robert blumenthal the guy that released the that wrote and released the New York Times story in 2017 
that worked with Chris Mellon and Lou Elizondo to get all these facts out and originally leaked those three, you know, the fucking, the go fast, the Tic Tac and the uh, gimbal, you know, UFO videos. Right. So that's cool. Great. Whatever. Real journalist. That's cool. But uh, yeah, it felt, it felt a little try hard. Like, like imagine <laughs> that's, this is what I was imagining while watching. I was like, imagine if this was the first ever episode of ancient aliens that you saw, you would be like, first you'd be like, wait, isn't this show called ancient aliens? <laughs> and this is just about news on Twitter that I've seen for the past five years. Right. But, uh, but also imagine seeing this and then going back to like season three <laughs> and like, uh, and, and some, some fucking goofy episode, you know, about the, the fucking water under below the pyramid, the great pyramid at Giza thumping and making of microwaves to power UFOs that nobody knew. You know what I mean? Shit like that. It's it's like, you know, or fucking, uh, how wolf men are aliens or something, you know, or hybrid, mm-hmm. you know, so it would be quite the disappointment. <laughs> um, it's cool that the show's evolving, but it's like, I, I hope that the, I mean, the next episode is called the mystery of the standing stones, which is feels like a very classic, ancient aliens episode they have done this too like the season openers and closers have been much more like pop culture mm-hmm. too, like cur- our current events i should say but uh uh so we'll see if the next episode is kind of back to being a more you know standard ancient mysteries themed uh, episode where they do their best because i asked many times this episode i was like this episode i know it's ancient aliens and you have to have these contracted people who are like the quote like the for better lack of a better term, the cast of the show, but these ancient astronaut theorists ha- like literally are just the same as the viewer in terms of the subject matter of this episode, which is they read it in newspapers just like we did, or they read it on you know social media or whatever, just like we did, right? So yeah. Um, well, and again, um, no offense to Sprager, he would talk shit on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, sure. it's like, oh, now they're asking me to be on the show. It's like, okay, now I'll just regurgitate all this shit. And then, like, again, we all I, have to remember because I always forget. And then I'll listen to Somewhere in the Skies every once in a while, like a, a current episode. And <laughs> remember that he still works part time as a barista oh, or yeah. a bartender. So, like, well, I don't know now with this whole Scotland move. Well, yes, I have no clue what he's doing out there, but but uh, but when he was living in New York, still <laughs> up yeah, until he was a starving artist. He's yeah, definitely he's a podcaster who has. That's the crazy thing too. Like people will say, "Yeah, hey, you make any money with that podcast?" Like if I tell them about the shows we do, and you know, and I'm like, "Oh, I mean, we make you know a few hundred bucks a month on Patreon, which is amazing because that's you know again we're nobody." But uh, but at the same time, it's like you think like Sprig, who is like a very very well known name in the ufo world in the you know kind of paranormal world whatever he's had he's had government officials and actors and actresses as guests on his shows uh authors and all this stuff and yet he's still and he has a patreon and all that stuff but and yet he still has to work part-time at a normal you know blue gray collar job which is fine it's just it's it's so crazy to think like that big in the podcast world is still very niche unless you are oh God, yeah. Rogan <laughs> or Corolla yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah, because I think he was also writing plays and stuff and actually made money from that. Yeah, had the like WB thing. Yes. Where yeah. Make a few bucks. But yeah, definitely not, you know, two hundred thousand dollars a year just on podcasts. Yeah, on content. 
content. Uh, so yeah, I'm not faulting him for taking the job, but yeah, it's always funny that since we are, you know, you know, fucking followers of of the UFO kind of Twitter world, like, and the podcast world, it's uh, it's interesting that, uh, you know, I respect that he took the job because it's money, right? But um, I I'll be curious to see if he comments on any of the episodes that are purely ancient aliens kind of stuff or if they're going to keep him for episodes that are more about the current conspiracy theories and disclosure and you know general more modern ufo sightings right like 20th century and and beyond uh sightings because yeah doesn't really have that much to offer in the ancient alien you know kind of space just like i don't need fucking william henry regurgitating what Robert Clotworthy just said, who is regurgitating newspaper articles that were already regurgitated on two or three other episodes before this of the same show, right? I'd rather this episode have just been, I mean, again, as much as I want to see Childress and stuff, it would have been better if it was just the experts, right? You know, but that would be changing the entire nature of the show. Uh, because ultimately, like, Sukalos, every time it cut back, he just, he said, he said, uh, I think three different quotes. He's like, this is a paradigm shift from from how people thought of UFOs before. And when it now that it's happening, I'm great. Like it's awesome. Like he's super stoked and whatever. Linda Moulton Howe is saying much the same and she keeps bragging that she has whistleblowers that can't come forward, but maybe now they will be able to, which you know, I'm I kind of believe her, I kind of don't. But uh anyway, we should uh we should just get into it. So See. uh kicking it off with future president trump uh and the signing of his uh covid relief package it's what he calls his balls um but uh, see <laughs> i got a covid relief package for uh melania melania air freight air freight yeah <laughs> uh they're the biggest balls they're the most voluminous loads uh it's a good it's a good salty sack. salty but not you know there's some yeah. bitter yeah <laughs> it's a nice balance <laughs> Um. Anyway, he's signing the COVID relief package, which, as we all know, uh, Marco Rubio, Senator Marco Rubio, helped him slip in the uh, uh, the demand to the DNI department uh, to release the uh, the a, U- a UAP report within 180 days. So to release everything they currently know about unidentified aerial phenomena, uh, the new kind of lamer name for UFOs, but. Uh, uh, within six months, so uh, they have a new, f- uh, a bunch of new faces this episode. There's a, a journalist from the New York Post named Stephen Greenstreet. Um, I thought he had big uh, Colton Montgomery energy, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the pro disc golfer. But uh, I mean, maybe semi pro at this point <laughs> after 2020. He's that a uh, FBO caddy? Yeah. <laughs> um, they are getting married soon, though, right? Him and uh, Kona. Uh, I think like today or tomorrow. Oh shit! Uh, oh yeah, I have his invitation right here. No, um, but uh, uh, yeah, he's he's you know very excitable journalist guy. Uh, he's like, this was jaw dropping, you know, like news of all. They're just kind of recapping all of the. They, they're literally just recapping the news and then getting the take of the journalists. But even like George, like George Knapp's on this episode. Uh, Pope's on this episode, even like, you know, Robert Blumenthal's on the episode, which I'm like, that's fine because he's kind of a guest of honor where he is one of the guys that, you know, 
release the initial thing. So, and he's a, he's a very prominent, um, long time New York Times journalist. But uh, uh, everyone's just kind of no, no one's bringing new insight to it, right? Like again, like a documentary style show. It's cool if like the narrator or whatever the on screen text just introduces the general parts and then the people give you the specifics. Whereas here, everyone's just giving a slightly different version of what was just said by Robert Clotworthy, the narrator, what the news article was, and then all of them saying, this was crazy when this happened. And it's like, yeah, we know. Like, we are we were there too, you know. But yeah, um, Nick Pope is on. You know, it was nice to see him, but uh, he explained the exact same thing that Clotworthy did here. Just, you know, oh, you know, when, when Trump signed this, it was a huge thing and blah, 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 blah. Uh, signed his huge thing. Did we uh, <laughs> did we have a um, a segment name for Pope for Nick Pope? I don't know if we did. Aye, aye, aye. Not pumping. Yeah, Nick Pope pump. There we go. <laughs> um, lots of politicos here. Yeah, they got uh, they have this rep uh, Andre something from uh, he's the House of Rep one of the House of Reps uh, representatives from Indiana. Um, looks like kind of a young George Foreman, uh, John, John Podesta. Who is the you know was one of the longtime Clinton advisors all the way through to George W. Bush, I think too. Uh, he is the reason that David Wilcock is no longer on the show because Podesta, his email inbox was one of the inbox or one of the emails that was released uh, or chunks of emails I should say that was released and fed the whole PizzaGate conspiracy. Right, Wilcock thinks that Podesta is a ringleader or a, or somehow fucking project managing the, uh, the classic QAnon theory that the rich Democrat, the rich liberals in power are, uh, trafficking children and drinking their adrenochrome and raping them and killing them and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that was the whole, um, ping pong pizza, pizza gate thing. So anyway, um, uh, 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 oh yeah, uh, Blumenthal. Sorry, it's Ralph. Ralph Blumenthal uh, is on. Not uh, what I say, John or something. But um, he he was saying that it was a little suspect that like as this demand for uh, the UAP report came about, that like a lot of these organizations were only giving stuff like gathering stuff from like 2019 and later. And he's like. There's been UFO info for dec- literally decades before that. So kind of lame. They're just trying to give us like the latest stuff. But yeah. um, love that Joker. Linda Moulton Howe comes on and she uh, she's like, I had to see that bill. So I called someone up and I got a link and I was laughing. I was like, what? Like, like, like wasn't it uh, public facing information at that point? But uh uh, I don't usually call somebody to get a URL for a link that I right. <laughs> Can you spell that out? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's like, and I went down through all of that bill. Um, and uh, Sooks comes on for the first, again, for the first time. It's, it's I wish this was more monumental, but he just says, uh, I, I think this speaks volumes of how the paradigm has shifted. And, uh, oh yeah, I made the comment on his hair here. Um, they cut back to Vegas in 95. They show a young George Knapp and his kind of infamous early partnership with, uh, Senator Harry Reid. We've talked about a, a good chunk on this show. Um, and on uh, hungry for Skinwalker ranch too, but, uh, they teamed up to kind of disclose area 51, which wasn't disclosed till I think 2013 officially, but, 
Um, but Knapp organized a meeting with Reed and Robert Bigelow. So here's the Skinwalker Ranch kind of connection. See? Uh, who had just founded NIDS, which was the uh, organization that he had literally had full time studying Skinwalker Ranch uh, in the mid 90s. Um, Reed also en- uh, eventually funded Bigelow uh, to found a tip in 2007. Um, Give him, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, 22 million bucks to do that. Um, Podesta comes on. He's like, this was a black program. And I was like, I don't know what race has anything to do with uh, ATIP, but uh, especially because Lou Elizondo is of Latin descent and not black. But, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe that's strike one for me and Podesta, just like with Wilcox. So, um, but uh, uh, they show there's it's a picture of Lou Elizondo that we've seen quite a bit of back in his military days. He has like the gnarly Oakley goggles on and whatever. And I was shocked that I never noticed until this time that he looked like military Matt. Like, he, he had, <laughs> oh, yeah, Adiverse for sure. Um, and, uh, I mean, now he just looks like Elizondo, Matt. I mean, when they were doing close, there lots of clips of his show unidentified, which is no longer, you know, it's not, there's no new episodes anymore, but, uh, we watched, I think we watched the first episode or two for uh, a patron episode back in the day, but, um, mm-hmm. I think, but, um, anyway, it tells the story of Elizondo. You can read all about it, but anyway, he got the, it's the, you know, he got frustrated with working inside the government. So he decided to, to form a group of people inside but also outside the government to uh uh to get to ha- to have the government take ufos and the phenomena more seriously because he felt like people were even though he was leading atip he felt like people thought it was a joke were purposely hiding information yada yada so um they 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 you know uh, skim over tom delong and the to the stars academy which is now defunct um sprague comes on for the first time and he's like yeah they were you know it was just, you know nothing interesting um also we'll get to it later but uh uh never realized too that sprague and corbell are very much like a danny devito and arnold schwarzenegger twin situation too <laughs> like if they stood next to it because corbell's a pretty tall guy like big guy he's an mma dude or whatever and sprague's like you know five five whatever. jerry is he that tall i thought he was small for some reason uh, I thought we saw pictures of him. We saw him in person. Oh, we saw him in person. That's yeah. I, 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 I remember, just don't remember him being big. I, I, he stood up next to someone who I knew was not complete, like not super short, and he was taller than them. But who knows? Maybe he had a fucking. Plasma. He's definitely like buff. Uh, what's it called? Sprague for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's why they're like little. He's he's like the little version of of Corbell, but uh, the baby twink version. As we've said. <laughs> but. Um, uh second segment starts the second segment starts now back to the tic tac the gimbal the go fast videos um and uh they have the the pilot uh chad something who was it was the guy that saw the tic tac initially and he's on the recording and he's like when i just saw that video i was like whoa <laughs> it's like, like very animated for like he's an actor or something lots of michio kaku on this episode i had forgotten that he was on the show right was He's getting a little slurrier and older. <laughs> Maybe he was just drunk. I don't know. He's looking a little older here three years later, but um, I guess not three years, but uh, post-pandemic, it's aged all of us a bit. But um, he's saying, you know, these objects can do all sorts of shit that our rockets can't do, like zigzag and hover silently and pull off a romper in the wintertime. It's fucking crazy. Like just stuff like that. Like, he just, you know, like he's just saying, you know, He's the he's the fucking physicist tech expert guy saying, I don't know. This was, it was I was already getting bored here because it's like yes we know that these crafts can do, but again 
like the classic criticism we've always had is like they write this show as if every episode is going to be someone's first episode. And I know that to an extent you need to give some context, right? But there's such a better balance to do that with, right? Like you don't have to, you don't have to dumb things down for people that much and repeat the living shit out of everything. But, um, but again, I think we've talked about it before. Like this show or, or, you know, was, I was, I, I, maybe we haven't talked about this before, but like, uh, I was listening to, um, I think it was high and mighty with Gabrus and someone else from the industry, like from the, you know, Hollywood industry, TV industry. And they were saying that, uh, like ancient aliens is specifically written for and targeted to the middle aged, like middle aged white people, basically like that's like the history channels, big demographic because they're the ones that like activate and, you know, post on now that they're on Facebook and like all the shit. And so, uh, it makes sense, you know, that that's the case because, you know, when I watch the show, I get frustrated because it's dumbing things down so much, but I think that's mm-hmm. why it's so repetitive, but, um, medallion man's on, he's got his fucking, his super cool guy, Starfleet, uh, command suit, no ancient aliens content so far. Uh, Pope is coming on and just like dropping fucking names, uh, with this whole thing. It's just endless, endless names. Uh, <laughs> But I uh, went to Red Spooner, and then I I saw Rainbow Sandals, and then I saw uh, <laughs> Javianas. Right, <laughs> just naming uh, his Hawaiian uh, vacation gear. Right. <laughs> uh, I went to the 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 last remaining Hilo Hatties in <clears throat> uh, the upper fifty or the lower forty eight or whatever <laughs> the upper <laughs> in Canada. Uh, but. Uh, God, Hilo Hatties, that was a fucking storm, man. Yeah, that was a giant one at the Blanc. Parents were obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) So we went there every weekend for months. We went there every weekend? Yes, almost every weekend for months because they were planning like a 50th wedding anniversary for my stepdad's parents, and it was going to be a luau. Mm. Lou Alessandro? Go to... Uh, we would go do other stuff. We would go see a movie or something, but we'd always spend at least 45 minutes in that fucking store because then yeah. she into Hawaiian stuff and was like, <sighs> and that store was so fucking expensive and she did not have the money to spend on. Yeah. And it was giant. So the mall we're talking about is the block of oranges. Now the outlet. So you, it was like a new kind of cool mall. Cause you could walk around and do stuff. Unlike other malls. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, for a while it was like a pinnacle kind of area, and that Hilo Hatties took up an ungodly. It took up like a whole block within the mall because you could enter on one side and then leave on the other. It's now like an H and M, and then something else as well. Which H and M was huge too, you know. And I feel like they had like the the dumb thing where they had like oysters in the ocean water that you could get the pearls. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they have even food inside? They sold like packaged food, not hot food. Not, nothing was hot. Okay, it was, like, yeah. it was like macadamia nuts and then chocolate covered macadamia nuts and other yeah. macadamia. It was all like little snacks and stuff. Well, like. and the funny thing is that mall had a ronjon too, which is yes, exactly. <laughs> Hawaiian yeah. theme, but from Florida. Yeah. Uh, surf shop chain as well. That was also massive. Yes. Like everything there was huge. That's where the van store with the skate park and like store like every store there was an experience like 
just of the monstrous mall, like mall peak mall. Let's yes, say. exactly. <laughs> it was like peak mall, but at the, at the decline on the other side. Where, yeah. It was, yeah. The peak coasting downward. Yeah. Uh, it had like, I want to say it had like seven to eight really good years and then just like fell off a fucking cliff. Well, yeah. No, then it got overrun with kids and gangs and stuff. And then it like turned into the outlets because I think Hilo Hatties was gone at the 2008 kind of recession thing. Like would be uh no well wow. I definitely know I remember going there at two in 2000. Well maybe it was no maybe it was earlier. Yeah I don't know. Good point. Um yeah because they had the giant EMC theater there that was like again one of the first like, like the only monster theater theaters live. Yeah but yeah. it was it was a still a good theater I guess. But um I saw Matrix the Matrix sequel uh, Revel revelations or revolution or no revelations was the fourth one (laughs) uh reloaded was the second one and Uh, when Krispy Kreme started to rise out here that was one of the first places you could get Ah. it too (laughs) uh oddly enough guitar center still open there which I would have thought that would have been oh yeah for everyone who's wondering yeah who's wondering um in the movie (laughs) Borat that's where they filmed the scene where he kidnaps um Pamela Anderson yes is (laughs) at that mall Uh (laughs) at that virgin records or tower whatever the hell it was basically when whenever the mall that you go to starts i mean a getting emptier and stuff but starts having the little rideable stuffed animals like the little bear right. and the little horse and, and when stuff. they start filming movies there yeah they don't have <laughs> permits or lots of people ruining shots or anything like yeah it's pretty bad but um uh also yeah, the no. Seem fucking disgusting. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, we get our, our one and only uh, Childress uh, chime in here. He's looking pretty slick. He's got like a black suit on with purple fucking shirt underneath and all this stuff. Uh, it looks like he's in his house or something. He's like, oh, this was a, a big turning point in the United States because the New York Times were always, you know, the guardians of the truth, and suddenly the the New York Times is reporting on ufos and uh, this really shows that ufos and the study of ufos have entered the mainstream and sucralos uh has a suc alert here he says these fucking stories are now front page news and has been a paradigm shift over the past 25 years and for someone like me it's incredible i get even more pussy than when i, I would guess like Crix's friends into giving me erotic massages and shit but uh again it's like this weird celebratory you know, vibe. Uh, it's, it's, that's great. Giorgio. I'm, I'm happy for you, I guess, but uh, I'll give you a kiss. Someone at the in line told me to, <laughs> uh, Oh, one of my, uh, uh, friends and fellow Arma members went to his first, um, convention, a, his first convention ever, which I was shocked because he's like really into, uh, anime and manga and, you know, comics and stuff. But, uh, uh, he went to uh, the Pasadena Convention Center where we'll be going in March mm-hmm. for Alien Con. Uh, and it was some, I think it was, it wasn't Anime Expo, but it was some anime convention. But Okay. Um, but uh, he also, he said, and I'm gonna, I was going to, I forgot, that, that was, that's why I was bringing this up. He said that like when we went, he didn't say this, but like, like when we went to <laughs> Alien Con, uh, mm-hmm in 2019 and remember there was the after party 
at the yes, end. the weird dance party thing. Yeah. So he said there's a dance party at the end of this too. I'm like, is this a trend that I just didn't know about? Like, like, cause you've been to a lot more conventions than me, like, or varied conventions, right? I mean, like, not that that's part of the event, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Cause the He-Man show would have like a costume contest, but not like a dance party. Which is really just a biggest cock contest. Right, right, right. Partnering <laughs> with Ben uh, <laughs> And <laughs> catered by fabrics. Right. Um, <laughs> we'll be making special cocktails. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like that's like an super old school thing that maybe is coming back or something. Like, I feel like it's it's like a, a mixer for nerds. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, which is why I'm thinking it's more old school because it's like pre-internet. Right. I don't know this for a fact. The only other similar thing I've heard is that like Renaissance fairs will usually have a big like oh, yeah. party at the end, but that's more for the staff and they all just right. like, fuck and like do weird shit. <laughs> like, uh, but I mean like, you know, it's, it's, they have a big send off thing or like festival right. thing at the end, which I'm like, okay, maybe that's crossing over. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, he was, I mean, for him, he was like, hey, it was like all bunny girls and, you know, chicks, <laughs> just chicks with straight up their asses out and everything. So uh, for his first convention, he was a, a happy boy. But um, See. Uh, excited to go. I, I I really that's still my I mean, maybe because maybe because it was my first, but that's still like my uh, even slightly edging out contact. Contact was definitely like probably my favorite, but this was like my fondest memory was at that Pasadena one because it was just like, I like that the convention center is weird and spread apart. It's like a campus. Like, so like you're not just inside a windowless fucking hall. Yeah. And it's not just booths. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had a, had a fun, fun vibe. But um, yeah. anyway, uh, next segment, June, 2019, the Navy pilots that had witnessed these various UAPs from those videos are interviewed by the government. Nap, you know, recaps everything. They show clips of them being interviewed. We get David Fravor, a um, couple other people on here clips from clips from unidentified again this weird like cross promotion for a show that even when this aired earlier this year that show doesn't exist anymore but uh you know but this is like nap he's like i never thought i would see it in my lifetime it's like yeah it's, it's great you know whatever but uh again a show like this that's for pretty hardcore alien and paranormal folks already know all this stuff you know but I guess to be even more fair, when you look at, you know, when you look at the crowd at Alien Con or Contact or whatever, you look at most online communities, it really is just a lot of like positivity for the sake of positivity. You know, like people are just like, uh, you know, oh my God, Giorgio, I'm so happy you posted this and in the hopes that, you know, he'll fucking comment to them or talk to them or whatever, or, right. uh, you know, okay, my love to Giorgio, like think it's, it's that, it's that really fucking annoying fandom that I think this show probably has always been, but is now just officially this, it's the self, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy at this right. point. Like the fandom where the fans act like they are friends or they would be friends immediately with the people that they're fans of, you know, it's like, and, and the way, and, and again, it's that, it's that weird, like star fucker energy, you know, mm-hmm. they start talking about, it's as if I would, I would, I was saying, Oh my God. I was like listening to Giorgio last night, like that. And not like saying like, Oh, I heard Giorgio on a pot on this podcast last night where they were talking about, it's like, it's this like hyper personalizing. And then, you know, I don't know, people, 
I'm also just like fairly cynical a lot of times, but like, I just like, I don't love, I like getting real information and not just celebratory vibes for the community that's already here. Does that make sense? Right. right. Well, no, that's, that's like, um, people who are in a scene or have friends who are musicians or artists and like, Oh, did you go to their thing? It's like, no, they just suck. Like if we all just keep saying they are cool yes. and go to their show for the sake of it, yes. that's not going to progress anything. And they're all going to continue to make shitty art or music. Exactly. Um, so you should be able to say, no, this sucks where, yeah, it's just like, Hey, they did it. So it, it must, it's great. Otherwise you're just not supporting us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, it can be bad. <laughs> it's like that whole concept that, you know, thankfully it's, there's new ways of saying it, but it's like the, when the whole, like you're a hater thing. Right. It's big. It's like, I hated that people were like, if you criticize even one thing, you're now just, I'm lumping you as a hater. Like you're just, this well, Julie, could you do it better? Yeah. Gang. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's exactly. That's one of the new ways. Like, right. Oh, could you do it better? Like, uh, and she thought she was being poignant. She's like, the question you have to ask yourself is <laughs> any better. And we were talking about a Marvel movie. And I'm like, right. Oh my God. <laughs> and then you said, no, the question you have to ask yourself is, Am I dead or am I here still? Right. God, my <laughs> Coppins yeah. is way off. But, I, uh, or am I here? Because he would always do that, right? You have to ask yourself. Yes. The question you have to ask yourself is, yeah, yeah. God, I missed Because <laughs> um, he, like, he would always, like, he would bring his own insight, but he would usually have a lot of lore like he was like a theologian like he had a lot of right. lore and like names and you know dates and shit i don't know but um he he was more existential like he would he would try to bring up things to ponder and that's really what to be fair is, is usually on the other episodes where it's more about ancient alien kind of shit you know but there sometimes it's a dumb pondering or it's obvious that it's not that or is or whatever but uh this was again just information barfing um it loops back to how Mark Rubio got involved and got the 180 day, you know, fucking report request into the COVID relief bill with Trump, yada, yada, yada. Um, Dolan's on here uh, a couple of times. Doesn't say anything super interesting. Um, the government launched a smear campaign against Elizondo, uh, which was funny because I mean, I remember like the effects of that smear campaign. It was like, Oh, he's just full of shit. Like he's a, sh he's a government shill and da, 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 da. And I think Sprague was one of those guys saying that where he doesn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Sprague was talking on shit on a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's also, again, to my point before, when Sprague announced he was going to be on Ancient Aliens, nothing but hyper positivity. It's like, right. as opposed to someone going. Those guys are not racist. I would never say that. They never would, you know, have a bad bone in their body. Lou Elizondo and To the Stars is amazing. Uh, to be fair though, the guy that, that said, um, that episode where it was like, you know, not super awkward where he was, he was just saying, Hey, like, you know, you like Ryan, you don't call them out enough for being for the, for, you don't call ancient astronaut right, theory right, right. out for being, having a racist kind of mindset to think like to, a racist yeah. view of, of, of history. And that guy, I can't remember his name. We saw him in a, one of the panels at alien con too, but like. Uh, can't remember his name, but he he also has been on Ancient Aliens as well on the show. Right. So <laughs> I guess everyone's everyone's just a sex worker because we're not supposed to say horror prostitute anymore, but uh, for Hollywood. But um, 
Dolan is like, you know, uh, you know, the government, you know, when, when uh, they want to protect their information there, they'll smear good people's names, you know, because this is war. You know, he said, I was like, okay, that seems a little dramatic, but, um, uh, 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 oh yeah, we get, we get William Henry, the medallion man reporting on May 3rd, uh, 2021, Lou Elizondo filed a 64 page complaint with the inspector general. These are the top cops in uh, the department of justice. They don't let anybody fucking top them and fuck their ass. So yeah, uh, no bottoms. <laughs> uh, love that joker you know, again, is feeling bad for the whistleblowers and, you know, the, the, uh, even, even these groups like a tip who just get, basically she's trying to say they get hired and then they spit them out when they don't need them anymore. Or they don't say, right. that, you know, they get hired by the government. They do science <laughs> <laughs> straight jackets. You know, I was like, Oh, yeah. it's like my third Tuesday of every month. Um, they show the Don, the Don Quixote, um, incident where he was on, kind of a news interview show back in the fifties. And they like the government somehow cut his sound out when he was like about to say, I have proof that mm-hmm. uh, those are visiting us and all that stuff. Uh, Corbell talks about Bob Lazar. They compare it to Roswell. There's no new information here. Um, uh, let's see the next segment, uh, May, 2021, uh, nap. And I think we talked about this because this show has already covered this, but, uh, nap and Corbell release more footage from, um, Navy combat ships, um, and Sprague has his first little, uh, actual addition of information here. He's like, these were actual videos and photos that were leaked from the Pentagon. I don't, I was focused on the, but yeah. this, all that he lilts is oh, yeah. all the time <laughs> <laughs> um, from the Pentagon UFO task force. One of which showed a pyramid shaped object floating above the USS Russell yeah uh, apparently <laughs> swarms of these things not just one so uh <laughs> somewhere in the skies is free to consume but it's not <laughs> free to create <laughs> to produce yeah, to yeah. 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 <laughs> i'm a producer yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I drove Sarah nuts doing that for a long time, and <laughs> the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> always the cutting off myself, almost like a hernia too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, this right. is where the the shitty recreation. Oh yeah, they have a CG recreation of like generally how these things can move. You know, like again, this is such old news for even this show. They were talking about the insane physics of these craft as far back as fucking season one. So like, mm-hmm. anyway, Michio Kaku's, you know, fucking talking about the physics and how, Oh, it, you know, it can go, uh, it can drop 80,000 feet, uh, and go 20,000 knots, which would kill anyone, you know, any human that was in there and blah, blah, blah. And they're showing of like a very, Could you imagine it was 20,000 Don knots. I know. <laughs> oh, 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 Mr. Furley. Oh, I'm getting smushed up against the wall here, Andy. <laughs> Just super loud. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, that boy of yours, you know, uh, he's uh, he's uh, pretty attractive for a young. You know. <laughs> Wait, you live with two women? You're uh, one of those, right? <laughs> and then they get stuck in the freezer. <laughs> I guess I'm from now when Steve imitates me. <laughs> I guess or New York <laughs> with two with two women and everything. Two. Have a fabric, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, remember the fucking the wonderful or the wonderful Mister Limpet, where he becomes a fish. 
Yes. And, and yes. Like, he has like a, even though a normal, he was like a trout or something. And, but somehow he got supersonic, like uh, echo, echo location powers. He would just right. go like, and it would like, <laughs> oh, it would like be crazy. Well, he had still big liver lips and human eyeballs. <laughs> oh, that's such a fucking weird movie. Um, but uh, anyway, they did the design of the UFO. As, this is immediately after they're showing videos and pictures, real p- videos and pictures of lights in the sky. None of them look like metal crafts. They, of course, are showing a little fucking insanely, like almost like Langoliers level detailed little ball that's like got swoops and scallops and scoops and it's got a vent and like all this stuff. And I'm like, guys, like just show, just fucking recreate honestly, right? Like, but this is very much. You know, Sukalos is a very big uh, flesh and bolts. You know, these are our space brothers, you know, coming to tell us not to fucking have nukes and stuff like that. You know, very, very old school kind of ufology here. But um, people tried to debunk these vids and the Pentagon. That was I mean, that was cool. I mean, I remember this. It was cool that without even being asked, they came out and confirmed those are real videos and we don't know what the fuck they are. So um, Corbell's on a lot here. I, I. I appreciate what Corbell does, but I just can't fucking stand him. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, second to last segment here. Uh, June 2021 is when that report that they had six months. I think they took a well, no, they took about six months because it was December. It took seven months. Um, they'd submit their nine page report. Um, th- this was the only kind of interesting part of the episode that actually taught me something because because of the media and they talk about uh, at the end of this segment, how the media, every single headline was about how this report was a big pile of shit and waste of time. And it didn't say anything new, but, uh, and so I didn't really go much further than that. Like I never read the report or anything. Mm -hmm. And this actually, you know, not change. I mean, it changed my mind. Not that I'd like decided, but it's like the narrative in my mind has, is now changed because they're like, no, this report, had uh, uh, the military and the Pentagon admitting that out of 144 UAP events that are that were studied, you know, that they, they decided to share, 143 still remained unexplained, which is pretty crazy, right? Like only only one of them was confirmed to be like a deflating balloon, right? But um, right. so I'm like, well, this is actually pretty valuable. Uh, and and Nap, you know, he kind of summarizes like that report says UFOs are real and they're not ours. Um, uh, Pope, you know, comes in here. He's a Pope pumps it up, pumps it out here uh, and says, uh, it wasn't disclosure, but what it says, I think is very important. Uh, Whatever these things are, some of these sightings demonstrate advanced technology. And, and, and this is in one sense, a form of disclosure. I mean, it's quite an admission. I'm like, it actually is. Cause again, I never, I never got this vibe from all the news surrounding that report. Um, and again, yeah. even Ryan Sprague, who I usually would get this news from in detail, you know, cause he would always cover this stuff on the show. Mm-hmm. Even he was like, eh, pretty disappointed in that. And like that, I'm like, maybe he still is, you know, whatever. But, um, but I don't know. It seemed very like project blue book esque, right? Where it was like, Hey, and and even this is a better track record. Project blue book was like a hundred and some, and then 13 of them couldn't be explained. That was still 13 that couldn't be explained. So um, this was literally 99.9% of them couldn't be explained. So 
um, Michio Kaku, uh, you know, is talking about again that the because of those 143 unexplained craft, you know, objects, whatever, what have you. Uh, he's like, we physicists are sitting on a gold mine. Only one of these sightings was not a flashlight. <laughs> We're just dying to understand the science behind those wonderful sexual aids better. But no, he says the gold mine thing. Um, and uh, which is, again, totally makes sense. It's cool. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you can just like study video. I mean, you can study videos, but it's like how, like, is there more data that's going to get released? I mean, they got, they, the, the, the people that wrote the report in the government pretty much said that they're like, we're going to, you know, gather some more shit and then release it sometime later. And that still hasn't happened. It's been over a year, but um, that was kind of the, you know, how it was left off. But, um, uh, and Sooks makes, a, you know, a good, obvious, but good point. He says, the bottom line is the U.S. government knows what our adversaries are capable of. So, and they're showing like Russia, China, <laughs> whatever. And, <laughs> and this resp- report says it's not them. Uh, well, yeah, they made a couple statements where like, we know everything they have. I'm like, do you really know everything they have yeah. though? I mean, how? <laughs> As you guys ask on this show all the, like, you know, you guys rhetorically ask that all the fucking time yeah. on this show. Like, um, but yeah, so, uh, oh yeah, Linda, this is where she keeps bragging about her fucking whistleblowers that she has, but they can't come forward, but maybe now they'll be able to and blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, I wrote, whip those puppies out then, you old bag. And the puppies... <laughs> Meant whistleblowers, not her yeah. breasts. Uh, those bacony canyons, um, extra crispy. <laughs> yeah, crusty is a bit sis. More, I guess those would be just straight up bacos, right? Like the more plant based uh, mm-hmm. uh, bacon bits, which of course my mother was obsessed with because they were healthier. <laughs> right. Even though they were all made that soy. Yeah, plant powder and soy garbage. But, um, Oh, the only mention in this entire episode of anything ancient alien is from Blumenthal, from the journalist. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, this uh, this isn't any different from the thousands of years where people were, you know, claiming to see things in the sky and having encounters with, you know, you know, otherworldly intelligence and whatever. And they're showing, you know, old old paintings and Bible stories and shit like that. So great, they check the box for mentioning ancient aliens. Um, the UAP task force. I remember this news vaguely as well. We'll, we'll be partnering with the Air Force and the FAA. Uh, Kaku again says, well, I guess he said goldmine before. He goes, floodgates. Floodgates will be opening up. I mean, the women of the Air Force and the FAA are known to be big time squirters. <laughs> uh, so he's just saying there's going to be way more. It's just, It's kind of like steamrolling now. It's kind of getting exponentially more like each year kind of like technology like it gets exponentially more it progresses that much more quickly so uh, yeah. as more groups pair you know partner together um as the military is all branches of the military eventually kind of uh get over the the weirdness of you know admitting that ufos or uaps could be real and stuff then obviously we're going to have a lot more a lot more crowdsourcing happening but then of course the real con- the deep state conspiracy theorists they're saying that all of this is part of a misinformation campaign, right? So um, they will never, those conspiracy theorists will never be happy. So uh, Linda talks about her personal dream (laughs) is uh, having, she's like, I want a real congressional hearing with real scientists and real uh, military, you know, uh, um, uh, personnel. And I want to be there. (laughs) 
And I'm like, hmm. if it's a re- if it's not the UFO Congress, which is the fake, you know, remember right. how I, I like we were like, wait, what the fuck? They kept talking. You know, Wilcock and her were like at the UFO Congress in you know 2015. Like, and I was like, wait, Congress had a fucking this until we figured out it was all just a bullshit thing. Yeah. Event. But, um, but yeah, I was like, if there was a real government held UFO congressional hearing, you would not fucking be there, Linda. So. Um, <laughs> she's like, cause she's like, she's like, I could almost cry thinking about it. And then I forgot that I just put, are these your grapes, Linda? <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch that movie again. Bucky Larson. Um, and then, oh, we get the obligatory, uh, Von Daniken mention here by Sooks at the end. Von Daniken fucking shambles on. And I think it's a clip from the last couple seasons, but he's just like, no, they, the, these craft they've have advanced technology for many years and finally we're seeing it it's like a very very general statement because he did not film anything for this episode specifically but um but yeah it's it's you know they finish off like normal with uh you know what else will we find out as nick pope opens his pants even more to those younglings at alien con next year um but uh yeah that's uh that's it for our return of uh of a return to probing ancient aliens proper we shall say see um and uh, not as big of a you know not as much of a triumphant return as i'd hoped but you know sukalos coast back into it you know sukalos didn't ask us to to and do a hungry foreskin walker ranch you know for for a while right um i will say as as the palette was cleansed uh, again, I'm I am interested still to see where this season goes and future seasons go. But as as the palette was cleansed, despite our criticisms of uh, of the secret of Skinner Ranch, which we hung, which we hungered, which we covered on Hungry <laughs> Ranch, uh, still now that I've seen a new episode of Ancient Aliens again, I'm like, oh no! Even the boring parts of that show were more interesting than this show, right? Because there's actual things happening, not just storytelling exactly it's unpredictable action happening even when it was drawn out or paced badly so um anyway but uh yeah thanks for uh for getting back with us here beer there now uh, thanks for uh for listening and for subscribing for sticking with us uh hope to see some more of you back now that we're posting ancient aliens content again but uh Make sure and support the show over at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for exclusive podcasts every month for only five bucks a month or more. Uh, head over to blackholesupplycompany.com for probing ancient aliens merchandise, disc golf this, disc golf apparel, and now with a, a physical location inside Cape and Cal Collectibles in Fountain Valley, California. Uh, follow us on Twitter at probing aliens, on Instagram at probing ancient aliens. And follow us, uh, follow our disc golf content uh, at Puttfuckers, P-U-T-T-P-H-U-K-E-R-Z on Instagram and on TikTok, uh, P-U-T-T-F-C-K-R-S. And you know what else starts with S? (laughs) See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Bye. Bye.